everyone and welcome to another episode of Choices Finding Your Joy. Paul LaVale here and I am thrilled today to share with you once again a previous guest who I enjoyed so much and just had to have him back on the show. We have with us today Dr. Jacob Israel Lieberman and he is an author and he, he, his discoveries are in the fields of light, vision, and consciousness. He is gonna share some absolute amazing information with everybody today. You're, you're just gonna be fascinated. First off, doctor, I would like to say welcome. Welcome to the show. Great to see you again, Paula. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed you so much. For those of you who have uh, not seen you on the show previously, share a bit of your background with us before we begin, if you would. I was initially trained uh, in the vision care field as an optometrist as well as a vision scientist. And I spent years working with tens of thousands of patients uh, as well as published research in a variety of areas from natural vision improvement to the use of color as a therapeutic tool. Um, I authored my first book in 1991, uh, Light Medicine of the Future, which sort of introduced to the public this ancient and yet renewed science of light and color therapy, which is now a huge area of study all over the world. And um, my second book, Take Off Your Glasses and See, was about the miraculous healing of my own eyesight and sharing a new paradigm of what it means to see and how the incorporation of eyesight and insight can allow us to see in a way that is different and more complete than ever before. So over the years, my work has spanned, as you said, the areas of light, vision, and consciousness. And it all distills down for me into one thing. Is it possible for us to have a successful life? Not just a successful job, not just to be able to, to make money in the world, but can we be content? Because we say health and happiness is the key to everything, but it's difficult to be healthy if you're not happy or content with life. And so a lot of my work has really distilled into helping people to uncover something which is naturally there, but normally almost invisible to most of us about the way life works. And so for me, it's about recognizing that light, life always provides us what we need and is literally guiding us continually on the journey that we call our life. So we want to realize that we are being guided. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, in the same way as the life of a plant is guided by light, we are literally also guided by light. I'm not speaking metaphorically. I'm not speaking metaphysically or spiritually. All of that is true. But I'm saying in actuality, 
our entire bodies, our life is guided by light. Every function of the body is light dependent. And what's catching our eye is literally looking for us, guiding us on our journeys so we can fulfill our reason for being. And something that you have said, there is no doing, there is only being. So, so it's really not what we do, it's what we are and, and how we are in the moment. Explain that, please. Well, when you look around at Mother Nature, do you see the trees doing anything? Are the animals doing anything? Or are they literally being animated? <clears throat> Does the earth animate its own spin? Or how is that being animated? We have planets that rotate in our solar system. What's animating those planets? What's animating the change of seasons, the, the tides? This is the same force that's animating the beating of our hearts, the breathing of our bodies our hormonal releases, everything that's happening in the body is being animated by the same animating force that's moving this universe. The idea that we are moving ourselves from place to place is really not based in fact. Uh, our systems are continually receiving guidance from light to give you an example, what I mean is everyone is aware that the eyes respond to light, but few are aware that every cell in our body has eyes. And those eyes are designed to detect and respond to the very smallest amounts of light. And light is literally invisible. So our bodies are continually, all of our cells are continually being guided what to do, when to do it, and to what degree, based on changes in the environment, light, darkness, and all the spectral characteristics. There's a reason we awaken in the morning and we sleep at night, and that's related to the light-dark cycle. But so is every other function of our body continually adjusting itself so that it meets mother nature in a harmonious dance called life. Yeah, our body is really so in tuned, isn't it? With mother nature and with- Well, it has to be, it has to be in tune. Uh, try to imagine if the timing of the sun rising or setting was delayed or advanced a little bit. It would literally knock everything in the world off kilter. So in this universe, timing is everything. Timing is absolutely everything. And so when you look at the running of the body, you realize something. Our body knows precisely what it needs to do because of this guidance by light well in advance of us being aware of anything going on. So by the time that we think we've made a conscious choice to do something, 10 or 11 seconds before that, 
our body is already moving in that direction. And so we have to really look carefully at this idea that we're making everything happen because in actuality, these are unconscious processes that are going on in order to maintain optimal health and it's going on without us. We are the recipients of it. It's our attempt to interfere with it that literally is the cause of all of our distress. So how do we let go and allow more of that to guide us? How do we do that? The first thing is to realize is that none of our beliefs are true. You see, everyone's talking about, well, I believe this, and I believe this, and this is right, and this is wrong, and you need to, you need to let go of that belief and take on this belief. But go to Webster's Dictionary or go to a thesaurus, look up the word belief, and you see that belief means the same as thought, idea, concept, theory, and then you look at the antonyms of belief, the words that mean the opposite of belief, and lo and behold, you find the word truth. In other words, beliefs are virtual, they're transitory, they're continually changing, but truths are constant. And so what we're really looking for in order to achieve optimal health and happiness is a level of truth beyond our beliefs. So the reason we experience so many maladies in our life from physical illness on down to a great degree is that we live according to ideas that may sound very interesting, but have absolutely nothing to do with the running of life itself. So you said, how do we let go? Well, you know, when you were born, within a few seconds after you came out of your mother, the nurses in the room wrapped you up in a pink blanket. They didn't put you in a blue one because girls go in pink. Mm -hmm. And then you receive a name. It wasn't Paul, it was Paula because you're female. What I'm sharing with you is from the time of your birth, you are continually being conditioned about how you are different from someone else. You see, a baby has no idea. They have no sense of gender. They have no sense of skin coloration. No baby is aware of being a certain religion or having a name, or having any preferences for that matter. So a, la a baby lives in oceanic bliss, which is what Sigmund Freud said, because it lives in a state of no preferences. As we become conditioned throughout our life, our whole life, is about fitting into the ideas or beliefs that we have been molded to believe are the way life works. And most of the time, our distress 
is because reality does not match up with mentality. And so the real awakening, the real letting go, is the realization that something else is actually going on. And what we call intuition is not something that occurs once in a blue moon. We are literally receiving guidance all the time. And what we call intuition is just an initial awareness of the light that has guided ourselves to move in a certain direction or the whole body to move in a certain direction. We then become aware of it and we said, oh, I had an insight. No, you didn't have an insight. You, you received the insight from the animating force, the intelligence of life. So the real peace on earth is all about coming to a, a level of awareness that is unrelated to what we think and absolutely inseparably connected with what is known. Not known by me, but just there is a sense of knowing about things. And, you know, we've been trained to believe that there is this creative force in the universe. The Bible refers to it as God. But then it says that God is light. And that God is everywhere, knows everything, and is all-powerful. Interestingly enough, when you examine the behavior of light, which physicists say is the ground of reality, the source from where everything emerges, you realize that light is everywhere at the same time, seems to know what's going on everywhere. Um, in, the in other words, it behaves in the same way as the Bible describes God, or spiritual texts describe consciousness. Now, this is nothing unusual. Ralph Waldo Emerson described this in a very beautiful way. He said, there is a principle underlying everything. In other words, there's something that is foundational to all that is. And he said it's a simple, undescribed, undescribable presence residing silently within us. And then he goes on to say, we are not to do but to let do, not to work but to be worked upon. So what Emerson is describing is he's saying, there's a place inside of us that you can't describe that is very simple and that is silent. It does not speak. It just notices everything, and that is the source of all that is. Now, Jesus, in the Gospel of Thomas, referred to this same thing in a different way. He said, when up is down and down is up, when you see the outside and the inside the same, when you see a man as a woman and a woman as a man, then you shall enter the kingdom. What is was Jesus saying? When you see without preferences, 
in the way it's a baby is born. When you don't have a point of view, when life is not about what's right and what's wrong, but you realize that our perceptions are unique and all of them are valid to each of us. When we begin to live life without a net and we experience something called unconditional acceptance, then there's a sigh of relief and a sense, thank God I'm home. So the letting go is not something we do. It's a place we come to, perhaps with grace, mm -hmm. when there's a, a realization that there's nothing wrong with us, that there's never been anything wrong with us, and and then we can begin to notice that there's also nothing wrong with others. That changes the entire experience that we call life. Yes. That's what they mean when they say peace on earth, goodwill toward man, humanity. Yes. Yes. Because we can live our life thinking, well, we're this label and we're that label and we're this. When, you know, I, I, I love how you share that we're really, we're just, we're just a being. We're just that energy. We don't have to be labels. Exactly. Live. I mean, try to imagine, you know, probably many of your listeners have different sorts of physical ailments. Some of them wear glasses. Some of them take drugs for, col for cholesterol. Some of them have heart issues. Some of them have other things going on in their life. Some of them have relational issues going on. What happened if they woke up tomorrow morning and they looked in the mirror and they didn't know who was looking at them? They didn't know whether whatever was looking was man or woman whether the name was Paul or Paula, there was no name. If you couldn't remember who you think you are, would those diseases remain or would they disappear as the memory of them disappeared? Because what's holding things in place is the way we see things. And one of the things that Emerson was speaking about in his quote is that the source of our seeing is not our eyes. It's not even our brain. The source of our seeing is this state of presence or awareness. What is seeing within me is the same that is seeing within you. And that source of seeing has no point of view. It has no desire. It has no right or wrong. It has no comments. It just notices. We think that that little box inside that's talking all the time is the decision maker. That doesn't make any decisions whatsoever. 
All it's trying to do is ensure three things that have never existed on the planet. Safety, security, and predictability. The reason we are continually aware when the mind is worrying is because our essence is observing it. We are not it. We are the observers of that activity. When we begin to recognize that we're not the continual chatter that's going on in the mind, but rather that which is aware of the chatter, all of a sudden our physiology just relaxes. You see, when you believe that you are the mind, every time the mind gets agitated, your physiology gets agitated. Every time the mind feels happy, your physiology is happy. But then you become an addict. You become addicted to something going on, to the mind feeling good so you can sleep at night. When you begin to recognize that we are only aware of this activity because our true essence notices it, then the mind can vacillate all day long but you remain totally still. So we separate ourselves from being that worry, being that emotion. We sit back and we observe it. Yeah, we, the reason we feel separate from it <clears throat> is we've been conditioned to do that our entire lives. Just like Pavlov's dogs in the experiment salivated when a bell went even though there was no food, Human beings are conditioned and have been conditioned for thousands of years. And it's almost impossible to get free unless you begin to realize the truth beyond the opinion. And, you know, before the show, we spoke a little bit about how color could be an important piece of this. Mm -hmm. One of the major discoveries I've made in my lifetime is that our response to color is a reflection of our response to life. Because life and light are inseparable, the way the colors we like are related to the aspects of life that we're at peace with, and the colors we dislike or recoil from are vibrationally the foundations of things in our life that continually trigger us into a stress response. So when we become comfortable with the colors that used to be uncomfortable, we become desensitized from the habitual triggers in life that create stress and dis-ease. So I've developed, this is the way I work with my clients that I mentor, but people can literally do this at home uh, I've created a kit uh, called the Spectral Receptivity System, and it's a color therapy kit that is the current uh, result of the last 50 years of research and working with thousands of people. And this kit contains a manual and 13 pairs of glasses and takes you on a protocol where you wear these glasses a little bit each day, not a long time. And very gradually, and 
before you even begin, you can actually see how you respond to some and respond to others and how some make you nervous and some make you calm. Well, by going through the protocol, you gradually become comfortable with what used to feel uncomfortable. And when that happens with the colors, you notice something similar in your life. And so the things that used to trigger you and agitate you and create stress in your life, you gradually become more desensitized from that. Why is that important? Because when we respond to all the vibrations that make up life, which we perceive as color, when we respond to them in the same way, then we become more unconditionally accepting of all the different aspects of life in the same way. And then we can begin to see in an entirely new way. This is so fascinating, Jacob. I love it. I love it. Can you share with the audience uh, your website information for me, please? How they can contact you and sure. get more uh, information. The, the website is jacoblieberman.org, O-R-G, and Lieberman is spelled L-I-B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N. And... Um, if they visit, they'll find the website to be very beautiful. It's not a marketing site. It's a, a site where we just share things that we feel are beautiful and informative. And there's a lot of little free interviews and so on that they can listen to. Oh, this is just fascinating. We have about one minute left in the show. What last words do you want to share with everybody, doctor? Love is the answer regardless the question. The, the point of that is this. When we come to a place where we fall in love with most of life, then we cease to have troubles. Just consider that. Most of our lives are, we're living in a world of I like this, I don't like that. And what I don't like creates pain for me but as we begin to accept ourselves the way we are rather than feeling like something that needs to be fixed then we begin to accept others in that way and then love becomes the answer oh what a perfect finish i have always believed love is the answer <laughs> the greatest power <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I'm really honored and, and really grateful. Oh, love, hugs, and blessings. And to everyone out there, love, hugs, and blessings. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.